our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sam and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. I've got something really cringe to do in our intro today. Oh my God, what? And I'm willing to accept feedback. I'm going to ask you an icebreaker question. Oh, okay. Okay. For those of you who are listening, who are on their way to your nine to five, I apologize that I'm potentially triggering you it's like those corporate meetings and you're meeting people for the first time and it's just those awkward icebreakers and now I'm subjecting you to a question like that in your morning podcast on your morning commute but are you ready for the question what's your question okay if you could describe yourself today in one emoji what emoji would it be I would describe myself I would have said I was the happy emoji but right now I'm the sad emoji Because of my intro? Because of your question. Okay. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? I would be, oh, it's really, I don't know, like a dog, like a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. That's always how I see myself personally. Really? Yeah. Do you not? See you as a very specific type of dog? Yeah. No. What would your emoji? I was going to say my emoji. Yes. Today I feel like the love heart with the sparkles the pink love heart the sparkles and what animal are you i just didn't appreciate how sarcastic that sigh came across (laughs) you're like no you're not but i am she's in her barbie no i'm kidding what animal am i i have really always associated myself with either a tiger Mm -hmm. or a lion oh she's fierce she's a leo she's a leo could change for some reason when i look at you i think panda that's rude is that because i have under eye bags or like my discoloration is it because i'm indian okay do you know what <laughs> who has more discoloration on their face don't play this game with me right now you know i got my dad's under eye bags and there's no amount of retinol that can fix them how are you going to bring this up to me right now live in studio How could you say I look like a panda? I'm a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. That's so different. I didn't say you looked like a panda. I said that your energy. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry. So if I said that, you would probably be like, why do you think that I look like a dog with really floppy ears? That's what you would have said. No, I wouldn't because I have the world's smallest ears and you know this about me. It's like, why are we actually... Anyway, this is why you don't bring up icebreaker questions in an episode because how many people have just stopped listening right now? <laughs> but I did provide a great segue to what we're talking about today and that is company stock options. Take it away, Simran. We have had the privilege of going to a lot of your companies and hosting Investing 101 workshops. We've done things with Shopify, Oracle, Salesforce, L'Oreal. It's been so fun to like jump in and talk to people in their teams about the importance of investing. But one of the questions that always comes up is someone goes in this meeting or like in this workshop, should I buy company stock options? Try being me for a minute. I am here speaking to your company and you're asking me, should you buy stock options for a company? My honest answer cannot be shared in that room because this is your company. This is so juicy. Okay. Okay. So I am here to talk to you about whether or not you should invest in your company or take company stock options. And we're going to do it in an unbiased way through a podcast episode because Like, I can't say things like, hey, if your company sucks, then don't take stock options. They're not going to invite me back to speak. Here's a broader question for company that sucks. Sometimes I think companies have so much confidence. Like, if you're a company that sucks, why would you even put yourself on the market, you know? Sonia's like, that's embarrassing. If my company sucked, I would not be on the stock exchange. Should that not be one of the first rules before you put yourself on the stock market? That's what Warren Buffett said, right? Like, if it's embarrassing, take it off. I'm kidding. He did not. Let's get into what company stock options are before we even dive into the reasons why you should or shouldn't invest in them. So stock options are basically just a form of equity compensation, which is a fancy way of saying a way that a company can pay you instead of paying you with cash. And it allows you to buy a specific number of shares at a preset price. So a company will be like, hey, Sonia, thank you so much for joining us. We're company. A, we're a private company and you can own private shares of this company, or we're a public company and you can buy some of our public shares for like 15 to 20% off. It's at a preset price. So that is how it exists. Now, startups, private companies, and private corporations often will include this as part of your compensation package for prospective employees. And the reason why they do this is it allows them to basically pay you or compensate you if they do not have a lot of cash on hand. So if someone was like starting Facebook again, like when Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook, he didn't have all this money. He wasn't VC backed at the very beginning. So all he could offer his employees was like an average wage, but then, hey, you get stock options in Facebook and we will eventually IPO. And some of the people that had invested or had company stock options in Facebook from early on Those shares are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Some people have become billionaires from owning Facebook shares from such an early start because they had so many shares to begin with. When companies offer this, though, not every company that you're going to work for is going to become Facebook. So it's really important to decipher if this is a good deal or not. And so that is what we're chatting about today. Sonia, can you take it away with a reason why it might be a good idea to say yes if your company offers stock options? Okay. Hear me out. Just say, you know, 
you're already an investor in training, you already have dabbled a little bit, or you're an investor already, you've dabbled a little bit in ETFs, you know, you're a part of your government's retirement scheme, and you've just started with a company that offers stock options for you. I feel like when we're talking about taking a company's stock options, it's not like you're just investing in your company. You know, we talk a good game about diversification. And if you're offered a stock price of your company that might be a little bit lower than the market, you know, you're getting good deals from it. Why not dabble a little bit into it? I feel like when you're also working for a company that you own a portion of, really, it's like a great form of motivation as well. Like I think you do a job a little bit better because you kind of have to. (laughs) One of my other points is like it kind of is along similar lines of like it might serve as a motivation to help you pursue your work goals a little bit faster, a little bit better. But I think when companies offer this as an option, they do it for employee incentive and to retain employees as well. They're encouraging employees to stay with the company and think like long-term and contribute to its growth and its profitability and being a part of their journey for a little while longer instead of just being there for six months or being there for a year. I also feel like it's a reward for potential like hard work and dedication and because you've got a stake in the company's success again it serves to my earlier point I feel like that adds a little bit more motivation and you feel more valued as an employee as well do I think it's okay that they offer this option as opposed to paying you fairly giving you actual monetary bonuses and give you potentially other non-monetary like incentives like vacation leave, like sick leave, all of those things? Absolutely not. I'm thinking more around this is an addition to all of that in a perfect world. But I know a lot of companies, they offer it as an option because they might not, as you said, using the Facebook example, they might not have a lot of money offhand. And it really depends on your belief of the company and your future projection. I get that. Maybe I'm using perfect world examples but it's what it should be (laughs) no I think that makes sense you might be sitting here and like nodding your head along and going okay yep I see why there's reasons for it there's diversification there's being valued as an employee what are the reasons why maybe I should be hesitant if my company offers me stock options I don't really often take a very like pessimistic view on things in general but You've always got to remember, why is someone offering me this? Like I always ask myself, or I always believe in the idea of no free lunches. Like if something is being given to you and it feels like it's too good to be true, you've almost got to question it. And so if you think about it for a company, why would they give you ownership into their company? It comes as a way for them to motivate you as an employee to be more productive. Because suddenly if you're slacking off, your company's shares don't do so well because overall the company stagnates. If you put in a lot of effort and you see your like colleagues putting in a lot of effort and you're encouraging them to work harder, your stock options go up in value. If you and your colleagues are like, hey, it's Thursday, we're kind of having a lull day, should we just like all sack off and like just finish early and go to lunch and just call it a day? 
you're less likely to do that if you're like, wait, like our stock options are like, you know, you've got like an incentive to be a better employee. And so I always take that into consideration. But my concern isn't necessarily, oh my God, why are they offering this? That's like not good. I think companies do what they do. That's totally fine. My main concern, however, is not, you know, how dare companies offer this? Like it's an option. You don't have to take it. They're not like holding a gun to your head being like, if you don't take this, like you don't show loyalty to the company, though some companies do kind of coerce you into feeling that way. My issue against taking stock options is you might be a person that is more likely to stick it out with a bad company if you've got stock options involved, especially because some companies only let you mature those options or only let you access those options after 10 years of working. So they might say to you, hey, we'll pay you less, but you get all these company shares, but you can only access those shares after 10 years. What if you're like eight years into a company, which is already a long time, and you feel like you've got an opportunity loss by not getting access to those shares, you've almost like lost money in that way. You might also think, well, I've got so many shares invested in this company. I should just stick it out in general. Even if I can access those shares right now, like I feel more emotionally invested. I just think it is harder for certain personalities, myself included, to leave situations that don't serve me if I feel like I'm still intertwined in them in some way. That is a completely valid point. And then there are also other people that are like, oh, the work that I'm putting in, the systems that I'm building, the team that I'm building, the products that I'm building, the fixes that I'm making to the systems that they already have, I get to be part of the bigger picture. And I reap the benefits of improving all of these things because on a scale of pizza parties to stock options, I feel like stock options are at the better end of the deal that in general when it's being offered to someone because companies also don't want to just offer it to anyone. They're not going to offer it to like a contractor. They're not going to offer it to like a temp. They're not going to offer it to the intern. Most likely they're offering it to full-time employees that are doing the hard work that have an option of being part of the company's success in a monetary way. And I think in an age where we can kind of see through the ish, if you will, of this poor leadership, the company's doing poorly, I'm overworked, I'm burnt out, but the company is throwing me a pizza party every three months or they're coming in and they're giving us coffees or whatever it is. I think we can see through that and we want more tangible and more monetary value being thrown at us as options. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. 
So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Not throwing that at us literally, but as options, which is why I do want to emphasize the point of like, if it is a toxic workplace if it's that terrible and you're tied in with these stock options I would hope on some level that you are empowered enough to kind of weigh the pros and cons of staying versus leaving and sure the company stock option might be a part in you staying but if you've got a whole essay of reasons why you're leaving obviously you're not going to care about the repercussions of leaving a stock option that's actually a really good point in saying that. I think the other reason why you might want to be wary, and this is the reason that I've never been comfortable to say in those workshops that we host, which is, do you think this company is going to do well? Because in the same way that you invest in, let's say you're jumping online and you're looking to buy company shares, you might look at Apple and go, oh, I really like what they're doing. I see it growing. You might look at Mattel shares and go, oh, I'm really interested in the impact they're having here. But you aren't necessarily always going to feel that way about the company that you work in. You've got to ask yourself, if your company offers you stock options, you have to weigh it up in the exact same way that you would weigh up a company that you're investing in general. You've got to look at their balance sheet in the same way. You've got to look at their income statement. You've got to ask yourself questions like, what is the leadership like? Does this company have a moat? Do I see their five-year plan and do I agree with it? Basically, all the questions you're asking lead to this one overarching question, which is, is this company's price really going to rise? And if you don't see that happening, why invest into them? Why take on company stock options? You don't have to. Let's say you're working in a bank or an insurance company or something that is a lot more, you know, slow and steady. Those company share prices are not going to rise very quickly compared to if you were working in a startup, which has possibly more reward, but then you're also taking up a lot more risk that it might turn to zero. That kind of leads me to my second point in under this reason, which is just because it is a large company doesn't mean shares will go up. I think we have this sort of weird idea of like, well, a company wouldn't offer me stock options if it wasn't going to go up. Like, why would they do that to me? Your stock price might not change at all in the 10 years that you work there. It might even go down. Private companies don't operate in the same way as public companies. They don't have to share information in the same way. And then you kind of lead into the sort of fear or concern that you're not diversifying, which is opposite to what Sonia was saying. Because on one hand, having, you know, one or two stock options, maybe having $1,000 worth of your company shares as part of your overall portfolio is fantastic. But if you get maybe like $10,000 worth of stock options every year and you're with that company for five years, That's $50,000 of your net worth tied up in just one company. That is a terrible idea if you talk to any investor. You want your investments to not be more than 10% of your net worth when you're just looking at one company. And if you don't have more cash in other investments, some people end up going through their whole life with like all of the money that they own in just the company that they've worked for. And that is very, very easy to do 
What people often suggest and what financial advisors say is every year, if you are invested in your company stock options, draw down on that year by year so that you're not stuck with this huge accumulation and put that money in other investments. You don't want the opportunity cost of saying $50,000 in the company that you work for instead of just $10,000 there and $40,000 in a index fund that's probably going to lead you to you know, a more diversified and safer long-term strategy. I will give you that one. (laughs) I think it's a great point. I think oftentimes when we're talking about stuff, it's so easy to just hone in on this just being the only option. I think that balance and the importance of like making sure that diversification is real. And sometimes like you forget about it because you're working, life happens, all the things, which is, I guess, another point in like getting a financial advisor that can kind of keep you up to date with all this stuff or for you as an individual to like start thinking about times where you do want to reflect on your portfolio and make sure everything's going okay. I feel like when we're talking about stocks and options and companies, it is important to think about the long term. That's probably one of the biggest things that you should suss out. You know, why am I investing? What am I going to invest in this for? And if the company that you're with, you're not considering it as like a long-term option, yeah, dude, I wouldn't go for it. If you're one of those people that are like job hoppers, they're like, I'm going to work in this company for a year, depending on your contract, of course, then yeah, it's like something that I wouldn't consider. But then in saying that, would you think that it's a red flag if someone doesn't want to invest in their company that they're working in and they have to switch companies? I don't think it's a red flag at all. I think there's this weird misconception that people have where they're like, oh my God, will my company judge me if we're not taking stock options? I think that speaks really poorly on the company that you work for. You should not be coerced. If Apple had a gun to your head and was like, buy into our shares, you would call the police. Why would you not feel the same way if your company like emotionally manipulated you into buying shares? Yeah. It's also, I don't think as of a big deal as we think it is when it is being presented. Like they're not going to come out with cake and confetti and balloons and off present you these options. It's going to be on a piece of paper, mate. You know, it's going to be a little bit underwhelming. So that in itself should hopefully make you feel like it's not as a big deal. I completely agree. It's when people start talking about it with each other of like what they are going to do, what they're not going to do, that might cause a little bit of ruckus and that pressure. We don't like ruckus and pressure. That's where we draw the line. So if you're thinking about having company stock options, if your company has offered this, if you're getting into a new job or you've got a current job and you haven't taken it up, but you're trying to decide if it's for you or not, there's a few reasons for things like diversifying your portfolio, being valued as an employee and your hard work actually resulting in compensation outside of just your salary. Those are great reasons to jump in, of course, also making money from it. That's a fantastic reason long-term as well. There's also reasons why you might not think it's such a great idea. For example, are you more likely to stick it out with a company if that is your personality type? Are you more likely to feel a sense of loyalty that you wouldn't otherwise feel? 
And is it actually a good company to invest in? Would you invest in this company if you weren't working for them? That's a great question to ask yourself. At the end of the day, there's no right or wrong. There's people that we know that have invested in stock options that have made great amount of money from it. There's also people that we know that have invested in company stock options that have lost money. And it just like any investment takes a little bit of time, research, asking questions, getting your own sort of consensus and taking it on as a risk. So that's probably a good place to wrap up, but I'll see you next week, Sonia. See you next week, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team, bye.